Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Chopper Bicanel, your new Jam That Champion, two-time, two-time Jam That Champion. And I'm joined, as always, by my intangible co-host, Tempest. Hey, bud. You're, I think, three-time Quizzlemania champion? Three-time, three-time Quizzlemania champion? I think. Could be wrong. I think. Had the one run, had the short run, had another run where I didn't defend it at all. Mm -hmm. And then I think that's, I think that's it. I mean, if you yeah. count the Quizzlemania tag title, that's, that's another one. Sure. So, I don't know. Three or four, three or four, th- whatever. <laughs> a few. A few. Let's say a few. I did it a, a few, few time. time. few time Quizzlemania champion. A few time, few time, few time yep. tag team champion. Perfect. But I still messed it up. <laughs> I still messed it up. <laughs> My brain's gone. We're, we're doing this after the podcast because mm. things ran long with our weekly meetings and stuff like that. So my brain's just fried. Yeah, I've already I'm, ranted about NXT and yeah, you know, I'm a little bit sleepy you know. already, which uh, yeah. which I'm sure is is great content. Um, so as of the the Royal Jamble this past weekend, not only am I the Jam that champion again, I don't have the belt though because I'll get that next week when I can go to the studio and pick it up. Uh, but also Tempest, mm-hmm. you didn't win the Jamble, and you lost WrestleMania. <laughs> I sure did. So you gotta do the music video. <laughs> Time for WrestleMania. Not my fault. It's not my entries for the men's rumble were Angelo Dawkins, Ricochet, and Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. That's rough. Mm. That is rough pickings. Who did you have for the women's? I forget. I had Natalia, Michelle McCool, and Rhea Ripley. Only one of those could have possibly won. And it was like a dark horse pick. Yeah, totally. If Rhea Ripley was going to win, like that—that yeah. that is a very outside chance. I, but at I least think... it's a main event level talent. Yeah, I think if if Ronda wasn't coming back, I reckon Rhea could have won. Because I think they—the only reason they really did the whole Charlotte thing was because Ronda was coming back to set up Ronda Charlotte. But if Ronda wasn't coming back, they could probably have Rhea win to set up a program with someone. Charlotte, maybe. I don't know. Do that again. God. Or, or do well, <laughs> Anyway. Let's have Rhea lose again. 
Yeah. Um, oh, my God. So how, how do you feel about yeah. having to do the, the music video, Tempest? I'll know when I know what music it is. That's you fair. Because if yeah. I'm doing if I'm doing the song of, of Ass Man, you mm. you I, I'm not gonna be super thrilled about it, but no. so I can't sing Pete. And no, I know that's not the point. I know that's not the point, but I would like I would like something that would, you know I don't need to be able to sing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I'd like, love who, that. Who's got a, a theme that's like got really like angelic? Like I don't want to do like glorious Bobby Roode or something. Mm-hmm. Like that, you know that is like yeah. that would be made worse by not being able to sing. Yeah, I want totally. something that the video can be funny and can be good without me needing to be able to sing. Yeah, man. That that's always the the fine point you want to hit is that it's a good piece of content. Yeah. Like. Now, and you can still have fun with it because you're making a good piece of content. You're making an idiot of yourself, but it's funny sure. so you can get over it. When you're I making Ass Man, snow. it's I not fun. Yeah. I'm an ass man. Bow, bow. Good God. Yeah. Anyway. It's, it's really odd, Pete, because currently mm-hmm. my lady partner has decided in her mind that i'm just being too hard on myself and that i can't sing okay i'm like i'm promising you that's not the case i promise like this is not me she she heard me sing like the i i sang time in a bottle for a pfk list recently sure you know and it's mostly just me doing this you know like not trying to sing but that's about as close as as we've gotten to her Mm -hmm. hearing me sing but she's like oh i'm sure that you're you're good i was like no i'm not (laughs) i would i do not sign me up for american idol or something there's there's a line between being supportive and being delusional (laughs) (laughs) well it's just like you know a lot of a lot of my own personal humor is like you know self self self-degradation and everything you know, it's like, oh, I'll put myself down for a bit. I don't have any problem with that. And she's always like, no, don't be mean to, to yourself and everything. Mm-hmm. And this time I'm just like, no, you don't understand. This is just <laughs> me being being honest. This is not I a bit. This is not a bit. This is I realistic. Sing. I cannot sing at all. That's great. Uh, well, we should probably get into the main portion of this show where we were going to talk about NXT to start with. But then also the news came out that Shane McMahon got fired from WWE. So we actually talk about that first instead. And then we talk about NXT afterwards. So here's the show. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold, hold the phone. Because I thought we were coming on here to talk about I'm also holding the phone. I thought we were coming here to talk about NXT, you know, like we normally do on a, on a Wednesday. We're just going to talk about that's a Spyro phone case. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought we were just going to talk about NXT like normal. And then from out of nowhere, we get this report that Shane McMahon has been let go from WWE. Oh, no. What? That's kind of nuts. 
considering that there was talk of him having some sort of high-profile match at WrestleMania, and then he wanted to be in the Rumble and make a thing with Seth Rollins and also vie for the title or something, and there was Shane McMahon versus Lashley was a thing that was going to happen. What? Welcome to the NXT review podcast, sort of. I'm Chopper Pete Quinnell. You're Jam That Champion, though I don't have the belt yet, which I'll probably be actually picking up next week. But I am your Jam That Champion after the Royal yeah. Jamble this week. Yay. I just haven't been, I haven't had a chance to get back to the office yet, and I'll, I'll get my belt. It'll be good. <laughs> Thank you, Tempest. Appreciate it. Uh, and I'm joined, as always, by my intangible co-host, Tempest. Uh, cool. Yeah, for starters, let's just talk about this whole Shane McMahon thing, because what? Uh, dude who literally just returned at the Royal Rumble this past weekend, uh, and, you know, he's Shane McMahon. They're, they were... As we saw during the Royal Rumble, they were severely lacking in star power. So they were like, "Oh no, Shane, get out there, will you? Give, give us some, get a pop." Uh, and chances are, it looked like I, I think a lot of people assumed that he would probably be in line to have some sort of big, high-profile WrestleMania match. You know, we had the thing last year with Braun Strowman that went great. Uh, you know, where he just called Braun dumb a lot of the time. The match itself was kind of fun though, with the whole steel cage stuff that was entertaining, but. You know, Shane is a, a a a dependable guy, supposedly according to Vince, that he can just kind of bring in and have a high profile WrestleMania match. But I guess we're not doing that this year because there was all the reports of him being very argumentative backstage, as he was the one who took over the primary load of booking for the Men's Royal Rumble match, which went great. Good job, Shane. By the way, so what the hell's going on, Tempest? Shane's been Shane's been gone. What? Well, I mean, I'm not sad about it. No, you know? I'm not either. But you know, you you can you can release the son of a billionaire, and I won't be. Oh upset. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it, I'm I'm not upset about it. I'm just shocked. It's yeah. a shame, you know. It doesn't it doesn't not seem like the kind of thing that they would do? Yeah, fire Goldberg while you're at it. Yeah, you know, it's not not WWE's uh, usual direction here. I don't really know what to make of all this. I guess he was just more trouble than he was worth this time. You know. Because we've kind of, the, the word out of this is that he was released as a result of the massive backstage heat that he had accrued from his performance in the Royal Rumble and changing the Royal Rumble to seemingly kind of make it all about Shane, which, like, is baffling enough to begin with, you know? Yeah, like, let's have Bad Bunny come out here and rewrite the entire Royal Rumble to make it about Bad Bunny. Or Johnny yeah. Knoxville. Because you know what? Johnny Knoxville and Bad Bunny are both better than Shane McMahon. Yeah. I mean, they were in the Rumble. Let's be real. <laughs> I mean, granted, Knoxville oh. just took a bunch of moves. But, you know, it was still good. It was great. He threw that one forearm. He did, and it was really good. That one forearm <laughs> was real good. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm just I'm just very surprised because there was all the sort of, there were loads of different possibilities of matches that Shane could have at WrestleMania and people talking about doing, you know, Austin Theory versus Shane to do like, you know, for, for Vince's love and all that stuff. And you could have uh, people saying that Austin Theory could win the belt at Elimination Chamber. Now that he's in the Chamber match, he could win the belt in the Chamber match and then face Shane at, at, at WrestleMania. Or he could face Lashley or he really was pushing to try and get a match against Seth Rollins. Like there was all this like talk about it. And... Now there's there's nothing. Shane has just gone. It's just, it's just incredibly surprising to have it so soon after the Rumble. It must have been a real bad backstage environment at the uh, at the Rumble, which is what the reports were saying was that it was not a, a pleasant environment to be around. The plans changed twenty times. 
And yeah, Shane's supposedly made it all about himself. We should point out as well that this report that Shane has been let go has come from Ringside News. Take that for what you will, but just saying. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know kind of where this came from. Obviously, the, the reports about the backstage heat and stuff, but you'd think that Shane would be someone who's sort of immune from all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, some people could be annoyed with him, but you'd never think it would get to the point of just being like, okay, see you later. You know, because they yeah. always like to cut those, these kind of people back out for, for big shows. So I don't really know what to make about this. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely just kind of stunned by the whole thing. It just uh, kind of took me all by surprise. Yeah, me too, really. You know, like, again, this is just not the sort of thing that WWE does ever. Mm. So I wasn't the most excited to see Shane McMahon come back at the Royal Rumble to begin with. I thought we were kind of free of Shane McMahon's influence. I don't really understand the the section of the wrestling fandom that is like really pro Shane McMahon. You know, like once upon a time for sure when he was facing Kurt Angle at King of the Ring, but that was like 20 years ago and stuff. Otherwise, he's just like a big melon that sweats a lot and gets purple after two minutes in the ring and stuff. So I don't really get, I don't really get the appeal of Shane McMahon. So personally, you can let a part-timer go and just say, hey, you can like not come back and I'm not going to be upset about it. I was not looking forward to any sort of combination of Shane McMahon versus top star at WrestleMania. Cause there's like, no matter what you you could do another, mm, actually, no, I was going to say you could do another like uh, uh, women's tag team turmoil match. And I was like, "Mm, that wasn't very good either. I I would rather not see Tamina for 15 minutes, but (laughs) you get the point. There are better uses of WrestleMania time than main event caliber match with Shane McMahon you know mm-hmm. I think I think he got away with one against AJ Styles because AJ Styles is AJ Styles but otherwise like all these matches have been terrible the Undertaker hey man, match Shane terrible. versus Miz at Wrestlemania 35 was the greatest match of all time don't know what you're talking the about greatest match of all square up pal square up Miz dad Miz Great. dad he broke his rib <sighs> poor guy Straight up but you know, like I thought, I thought he got away with one with the AJ match. But otherwise, this is just like, why are we bringing back like fifty-year-old Shane McMahon to wrestle at WrestleMania when he wasn't a wrestler in the first place? I yeah. don't know. I get that he's like a big name for a certain generation and everything, mm-hmm. but I think that's also just kind of like the the like a really good example of what's wrong with building stars and stuff that you need to rely on Shane McMahon to pop a WrestleMania for you. You know what I mean? So I'm very, I'm very confused by all this. I don't really understand where this came from. I don't Mm -hmm. know why WWE decided this one was the time that we were going to listen to our roster, but say the V more power to them. Yeah. Is what it is. So two quick things then, Tim, before we actually get on talking about NXT, which is sort of the point of this podcast. Um, firstly, I can't believe they're not doing Austin Theory versus Shane McMahon and marketing it as Austin versus McMahon 2. Yeah. Come on. That's home run. Gotta mm-hmm. do that. That would be very funny. Uh, and also, Shane McMahon to AEW confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's actually in Chicago right now. He'll be on mm-hmm. the show tonight. It's going to yeah. be Shane McMahon versus Cody in the main event of Revolution. No, 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 no. Much, much better than that. He's going to interfere in the CM Punk MJF match. 
Mm. He's going to cause the DQ, and it's going to be uh, CM Punk versus Shane McMahon at Revolution. See, no, what it actually is, is Shane McMahon has been sent by WWE to mm. AEW to get yeah. MJF out of his contract and then take him back with him over to WWE. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if anybody could get it over, I think MJF managed by Shane McMahon. It's not, sure. it's not the dumbest yeah. idea that I've ever heard. <laughs> you know, like if 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 I'm sat down and held at gunpoint and said, you have to book Shane McMahon on AEW, what are you doing? I would be like, yeah, you could probably manage MJF or something. Sure. Yeah. MJF's got, like, he likes to tease like, oh, I'm going to go to WWE, guys. Like, sure you are but you know if anybody has to be associated with that why not put him on the biggest heat magnet yeah sure but also don't do that That's yeah but also don't put shame yeah 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 Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, yeah. If you have thoughts and feelings about NXT or Shane McMahon or anything else, send them in to russeltalk.com forward slash support. Going to read out all the ones that are five US bucks and up by the time the show goes off the air. Let's go through some of them now. 
Riot DR says, uh, I don't know if you have Panera Bread over there, but I feel 2.0 is a Panera Bread sandwich. The bread, opener and main event, tend to be pretty sweet and of good quality, but the contents are usually lacking and leaves a weird taste in your mouth. Damn, pretty apt. NXT is a Panera Bread sandwich. Yep, sure is. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Uh, the bad one, Jam Beard said, uh, so Saray is a schoolgirl who then transforms into a fighter using magic. Saray Sailor Moon confirmed. Yep. I thought Sasha Banks was Sailor Moon. Mm. Uh, the, you know, gimmick infringement. Should take mm. that up with her, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matthew McFadden says, uh, thought this prior to release. Remember that one SmackDown promo that advertised Corbin versus Zayn as the match nobody cared about? This is what the theory WrestleMania feud could have been based on. The only Austin versus McMahon match that nobody asked for. Make it ironic. See, that would totally work, but Shane thinks he's amazing. So he wouldn't go in for the comedy goofy side of things because he legitimately thinks that he's the greatest, right? Which also, Matthew isn't. says, remember that one SmackDown promo that advertised Corbin versus Zayn? No! <laughs> I, I do! Do you not remember I that don't. one video package where they just leaned into it and be like, the match that nobody wanted to see. And they like really like leaned into like the, the stupid irony of the whole situation. I didn't remember it until we mentioned it, but when he brought it up, I didn't remember. And we were like, WWE self-aware? What the hell is this? What's going on? Um, it was the one time they've done it. Zero memory of this. I could probably yeah. recall like two specific SmackDowns from 2021. How crazy is it that I remember something about wrestling that you didn't? <laughs> I mean, Why? it's got to happen every once in a while. Blue yeah. Moon, Broken Clock, right? Twice a day? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Charles Berg says, uh, naming him Gunther is just so dumb. It's like if they were to call Olympian Chad Gable Shorty G. Oh, wait, they did that. That's like that's like if they made Albert Japanese. Oh, wait, they did that too. It would be like making Karen Cross a gimp. Oh, crap. Jam that jam. They've really yeah. been doing this for like ever, haven't they? Yeah, sure have. You Which know, like, ever good. No, <laughs> no. See, the problem, the problem that I had when I got into wrestling was I was a kid. I didn't realize yeah. how stupid things were. If I cared mm -hmm. about wrestling, in 2008, watching Colt Cabana come out as Scotty Goldman with mm. a sock puppet. Yeah. I would have been pissed off then, too. But I didn't know any better. I was just like, <laughs> oh, this is, this is look at the great Kali. Oh, he's so tall. He's just I never so tall said that. Man. I was a smarter kid than that. Well, <laughs> but, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, there's always been stuff like this. Matt Seidel brought in as Evan Bourne and squashed in minutes on Raw. Mm -hmm. They've always been bad. They've always given people stupid names. Oh, good lord. Yep. I, yeah, they've always been this way. They have been. The uh, Ringmaster. Was the like Ringmaster. 30 years yeah. ago. God, yeah. Um, One more old strat, then we'll get into reviewing NXT. Richie R said, hey, Pete, on a better note than NXT, how do you feel about the Legends of Vox Machina? <laughs> I'm going to go get a drink. Yeah, no, don't, don't, don't get me started on this, because I will talk about it forever. Uh, I'm loving No Mercy Percy so far. I have so many thoughts and feelings about Legend of Vox Machina, and all of them are good. I love it. I love it so much. I literally cannot wait for the next batch of episodes on Friday. That's going to be my evening. That's good. It's going to be great. What? My sister's watching it. Hell yeah, you should watch it as well. I mean, watch it yeah. Twice. Right now. All right. right <laughs> <laughs> Doing this show solo, pal. Thanks, this this extremely it. exciting episode of NXT.
anyway, let's talk about this episode. Uh, where there's some there's some stuff that happened on this show. It opened up with Imperium versus Diamond Mine. And hey, you know what? They started off straight into a match. No promos, yep. no nothing. They just did their entries, got straight into a match. Thumbs up for that one. And I thought this match was pretty fun. I thought this yep. was a good, exciting little match. Uh, we got to see Walter do some Walter things. And it was a good time. He got the win. Got a big powerbomb onto Brutus, I believe, of Diamond Mine. Uh, and yeah, got the win in the end. Good. It was a good, yeah. fun little match. It was solid in-ring work. Nothing too crazy or mind-blowing, but just a good, fun, solid opening match. That's really all I want from a match like this. It's a really small detail, but I, I've, I've always loved when Walter will like hit a powerbomb and then just like sprawl out and lean on someone for for the pin. <laughs> I was like, well, I wouldn't be kicking out of that. Yeah, it exactly. Just, it, it looks so jank, mm -hmm. but that's Walter's whole thing. You know, yeah. everything he does is jank, but it would kill you. So, yes. I don't know. It's like it's like a really small detail, but I always look at that and it's like, it's different. I like it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I don't really know who I'm supposed to be cheering for in matches like this. Because, like, is the Diamond Mine a babyface group at this point? I don't sure. know. I, I, don't, I don't think so, but they seem to only be wrestling heels these days. So, like, maybe, mm -hmm. but still... Yeah. Still, it, it it was a fun match. They mm. these two teams have good styles that mesh well together. Roddy Strong is fantastic. Walter is fantastic. This is just an easy way to open up the show. Yeah. This guy's a thumbs up. Yeah. More Walter. And the crowd chanted Walter at him, which was yeah, nice. They did. I Keep wonder why. That. Maybe because his name is Walter. Yeah. Uh, LA Knight and Joe Gacy and Harland said some stuff backstage. Doesn't really matter. We then got an announcement of NXT Vengeance Day on February 16th. Cool. Mm -hmm. There's got a few title matches that got set up for that later, which was cool. Uh, Toxic Attraction then came out, cut a promo. Their promo was, eh, was what it was. Uh, it was them just saying they want to fight Indian Persia at Vengeance Day for the tag titles. Cool. Uh, and then Kaylee Ray came out to interrupt Mandy Rose. I really like Kaylee Ray's promo because um, she she brought up some good stuff. She was like, you know, why was uh, carrying NXT UK and being the longest reigning uh, women's champion in, in modern WWE? You were falling on your ass at WrestleMania and and sucking the life out of Otis. Amazing, great. Mm -hmm. Bring up actual like, like continuity. Good mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, and then Mandy was like, huh, but. I'm just so sexy, so, you know, which was yeah. a bad comeback, but you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. it is what it is. I liked Kaylee Ray's side of this anyway. And she said that she wants a title shot. Manny said no. And Kaylee Ray said, fine, but I'm going to get one by the end of the night somehow, which played into the rest of the show. So it sure Solid. did like Solid. this, this segment. Well, I can't even say this segment because I also didn't think like a, a whole lot of the toxic attraction side of this promo. It was really just Kaylee Ray's bit. Yeah. And when you're on NXT 2.0, sometimes it's a struggle to make things feel real. But bringing up like, hey, I was champion for 600 and however many days and mm -hmm. you were at WrestleMania falling on your ass while I was doing that. You're not a champion. I was like, yeah, this feels real. Mm -hmm. You know, there's like because. Those are all things that have happened. Like, it's really yeah. not that hard to make some stuff feel real. It's just NXT complicates it a lot, a lot of the time. But I really enjoyed this promo. I didn't quite enjoy the rest of their interactions on this show. But as for one promo to get me excited for a match, she did a very, very good job 
Thumbs up to Kaylee Ray. I hope she wins the title. Yeah, I kind of hope she does as well. That'd be nice. If not, who else is going to win it? I don't... You know, so like, right. who's... Sure. Like, I don't know. I would have thought Saray would have won more than, like, five matches at this point when she debuted in May or June last year. But, yeah, like, That's if it's it not if it's not her, maybe... She had to go back to Japan. She had a yeah. point stuff to do. Maybe EO wins it back. Maybe Cora Jade eventually. Yeah, but maybe. I also probably wouldn't advocate for that. So it's like, I don't know. Kaylee Ray seems like the best available option. And, I mean, Mandy Rose has been champion for a little while. I'm sure you could just move on from this. Yeah. Uh, we then had a backstage promo with Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez, where they did my thing, where they spoke. They walked off in different directions. They're about to have a match. They're walking to the same place. Why are you walking off in different directions? It's not as bad because they're not a tag team. But even so, stop doing that. You know, I've just had a thought. Mm. Work with me here, Pete. Okay. I don't. I don't. I highly doubt anybody in this chat or you would have watched any of the 2015 Tough Enough, the the genesis no. of of Mandy Rose. No, I didn't. Want, I watched the 2011 one. I that was really the good. One. Yeah. That's like the one that's a good show. The 2015 one sucked. It wasn't a good tough enough. But it was the it was the first appearance of of who would go on to become Mandy Rose. Yes. Did you know that she was saved from elimination on that show because she was hot? I mean that checks out. I would very much like for that to somehow be tied into this character. Yeah. Be like it warped my mind. All I could think about was this, you know, tied in somehow. I'm just like, oh my god, this really has been her character like the whole time. Yeah, she was like put up for for she was nominated for like you know, bottom three possible getting Mm -hmm. booted off the show and everything. And each of the judges always had like one save for the whole season. You could save someone if you wanted to and this was like the miz's first week as a judge which the miz judging someone on tough enough is a bit rich yeah but the miz had just replaced hulk hogan or whatever and i think she like mandy rose had done something to like maybe you know maybe uh she like put someone in danger or did something wrong had Paige be like oh she just she needs to be put up there she needs to learn or whatever yeah. and she was gonna get eliminated and the miz was like you know what I think I'm going to save Mandy Rose. Why? Because she's hot. I, I never watched the show again after that point. <laughs> but let's tie that in somehow. Bring the Miz down. No, don't bring the Miz down. No, I don't bring that. the Miz down. I've taken this too far. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get out of that rabbit hole real quick. Oh, uh, in the ad break, not even on the show, but during the ad break and then got played afterwards saying moments ago, uh, Mandy Rose and, and t- the rest of Toxic Attraction going out to the car. They did a little promo saying that Kenny Ray is not worthy. Toxic Attraction or JC Jane and uh, Gigi Dolan get into the car. Mandy Rose goes to get in the car, but the door's locked. Window comes down. It's Kaylee Ray in the driver's seat, and then she drives off with Gigi and JC, and they are never seen again. They might be dead. <laughs> yep. So I guess she killed them. Like, so we got we got Grand Theft Auto. We've got kidnapping, both of which are are against the rules. Sure are possible murder i mean we don't know we don't know they they might be alive they might not i I don't know 
I don't know. This was a very wacky episode of NXT. Sure was. Yeah. Um, then we got the actual Cora Jade versus Raquel Gonzalez match. Yeah. Uh, Just and... like you do a flawless impression of us, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I don't like NXT, pet. Anyway. <clears throat> I don't like anything that NXT does, pal. I don't know why he made me sound like a radio announcer from like the 20s. Eight <laughs> line, nobody cares. Coming to you live from the Zeppelin races. Previously on The Legend of Korra. Um, <laughs> uh, Korra J versus Raquel Gonzalez happened. They had a match. Raquel Gonzalez won pretty quickly. Uh-huh. Korra J didn't get that much offense. Okay. And then afterwards, Raquel was like, hey, let's go win the Dusty Classic. Why? 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 God damn. I like I knew this was gonna coming in it. I knew this was gonna coming. <laughs> I knew this was coming. I knew this was gonna happen. Yeah, of course. I knew this was gonna happen coming. That it still pissed me off. Because I was just like, why? It's not hard to tell a story, guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because I said I said in my edited review today that it's not it's not hard to see what WWE's trying to do a lot of the time. You know, especially in a case like this, like the the two somewhat rivals, but are both baby faces, are 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 at odds with each other. One of them wants to team with the other, and over the course of a few weeks and a really strong performance, she's going to win her over as a tag team partner. On paper, that's fine. That's totally fine. But in execution, they don't tell that story, you know, because none of the matches are different. None of the matches play into their stories. So you have this nothing match where Raquel Gonzalez just beats Cora J and then she's like, all right, kid, let's go do it. You won me over. I was going to kill you a week ago. I hated your guts and didn't want anything to do with you for like the last month. But me beating your ass in four minutes, that's exactly what I want in a tag partner. Mm-hmm. And it's so stupid. You know, it's, it's like- so stupid. And I just, I can't get past it when I'm trying to enjoy my wrestling. It, it either would have needed... Korajay to win in shocking fashion, like you know, she she manages to, to just eke out a victory yeah. after Raquel's been dominant. Or maybe she just keeps kicking out of a bunch of stuff that Raquel throws at her. Like yeah. Raquel, you know, they have a bit of a back and forth match. Raquel just keeps hitting her with like big move after big move after big move. And Cora just keeps kicking out every time. And Raquel's like, Jesus, she's not staying down like at all. Yeah. That plays into the story, and that would win her over. But this time, they just had a match for a few minutes. Raquel just won, because she's better than Cora. And it's like, perfect tag partner. Let's go. Dusty Classic. Here we come. Yeah. It's The story's good. They're just bad at telling it. Yeah, and that's exactly it. And I don't know if that's better or worse than just being yeah. completely incompetent. You know what I yeah. mean? Might be a, yeah. mm, I don't know. It, it's, it's frustrating, though. Because, yeah. again, if you could just, like produce the match to match the story yes it'd be fine yeah it'd be exactly perfectly fine but they can't get out of their own way because every match has to be like exactly the same in wwe 100 yeah uh we then had uh pete dunn saying he wants a cage match cool sure, sure so much fun. better than the last cage match we got on this show von yeah. wagner and kyle o'reilly Oof. the most two-star cage match ever <laughs> um we then got saray saray had her return match here after she's got her new her new gimmick uh and she had a thing where she was in her schoolgirl outfit with her necklace 
She walked through the mist to do her entrance, and suddenly she changed into her wrestling attire. She's a she's a superhero now. That's yeah. a that's a thing. Seems to be a lot of those on these shows. Mm, crazy. Yeah. Um. Sure. Like, it's nothing to it. Like I, yeah. I dislike the Saray switch that they've done. Give, you can give sure. her a necklace. You can make her Sailor Moon. You can lean into the the whole anime character because I don't think her having inspiration from her culture and you know t- trying to adjust her character to fit like Japanese storytelling and all. I don't think that is wrong or bad or insensitive. Mm-hmm. It's just the freaking schoolgirl thing. Yeah. Like if you just didn't do that, none of yep. none of the rest of this would be would be would be bad. Yep. Unless she had a nothing match with. She had a match, Kayla and uh, I tell you what, as well, something I realized on this show is that I think NXT as probably one of the major shows, excluding Impact, mm. though I don't really watch Impact, so I can't comment for sure. But it has like the most consistent presence of women on their show. Out of Raw, SmackDown, AEW, and NXT, sure. there were a bunch of women segments and matches on this show, which mm-hmm. is good. They're treated the same as the men, which is poorly, but you know, <laughs> they, they, but they still get treated the same, which yeah. is more than I can say for other promotions. So that's nice. Excluding Impact, Impact actually treats the women well. Mm-hmm. There you go, and obviously excluding like other promotions of like Stardom and stuff like that, because. That's an all women's promotion, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think you're right. It's just also interesting because I don't see like I don't see a lot of people going, yeah, NXT. Look at all the women a lot of the time. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? I see a lot of that for impact, but I think yeah. that's because impact is like a decent show. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 That, that that's that's a, a good point from from Marky Dark in the chat that says, um, Impact does a better job at showcasing women, mm, whereas NXT kind of just displays women, yeah. has women, whereas, yeah, it actually shows off women's wrestling properly, I think, in Impact. But, yeah. yes, still, it's better that they have multiple women's matches in a show. Shows how you can yeah. do it, AEW. Sort it out. Jesus. Um, anyway, she won against the person she was facing. Duke Hudson is, like, shaving his head or whatever. I don't care. Carmelo Hayes is backstage, and also Bron Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa. And then Carmelo Hayes comes out. God, the pacing on this show! Sort it out. Um, uh, Carmelo Hayes came out and did a promo. Uh, Cameron Grimes interrupted and did some not-funny comedy with Spongebob references. Spongebob. Uh, gave me big old, big old John Cena vibes. From uh, this uh, style of promo, and that was not good. It really did, didn't it? Like, I don't know. Didn't do it for me this week. And I've enjoyed their promos in the past, and I'm really looking forward to their match that they're going to have at what I'm assuming is Vengeance Day. Did they say that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I'm really looking forward to that. That was a lot louder than I was anticipating it being. There's too much stuff (laughs) on my desk. (laughs) but yeah no i I thought this this promo was just kind of like there you know it's like three guys that can cut a good promo but like the content of it wasn't anything special yeah you got cameron grimes making spongebob jokes and i make spongebob jokes in my review so i'm one to talk but you Mm -hmm. know still it's 
having having like a little clip that's a second long in a in a in a YouTube video, I think is slightly different than uh, than like a, an extended bit about SpongeBob and his like, ha, huh, you went to the barber and got the upside down pineapple. You look like SpongeBob's house. I guess that makes you Squidward. You were both looking at her bikini bottoms, like got him oh man (laughs) anyway uh i said at the end of it it was really good the match would be really good this is probably the match i'm most looking forward to in all of nxt right now yeah i think so i think that's gonna be real good uh we then had okay we had monique blade and idris nfo backstage oh yeah, I know, I know, I know, Thomas. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Where they were talking about Mandy Rose in ways that they probably shouldn't have. Let's be real. It's a bit inappropriate to talk about your coworker like yeah. that, right? Probably shouldn't be doing that. Uh, Mandy Rose runs through because she's being chased by Katie Ray uh, through the uh, through the uh, the backstage bit. So she runs into the locker room and she falls into Malik Blade's lap. And then he immediately just looks up and goes, oh, thanks. Thank you for this. It's like, that's even more inappropriate. Okay, sure. Um, and then she kind of gets up and, and, and runs off. And then they start fighting. Katie Ray and Mandy Rose start fighting. And then uh, Idris NFA is a bit too into it. Again. A bit. A bit inappropriate. His bit was a bit into it. Well, yeah. And then he said they need to walk off. And Malik Blade was like, I need a minute. Implying he's got a boner from Mandy Rose going in his lap. And then immediately afterwards, Wade Barrett said the competition for Mandy Rose is stiffening up. Yeah. Good Lord. Which, you know. (laughs) You know, it it comes up again later in the show. I bet it does. (laughs) Hey, now. Well done, Pete. But I put on Twitter after watching this show. That like half of the NXT roster, the NXT men's roster, are just a bunch of like loser virgins yes. that have never talked to a woman before mm-hmm. in their life. And it's like, oh my god, what what would you do if Mandy Rose came in right now? What would what would you say to her? You know, like yeah. I remember when wrestlers were supposed to be like superstars, like these yeah. were supposed to be superheroes. Oh my god, the larger than life characters, and now they're sitting in the back having like a woman fall onto their lap and there's like i can't, can't get up give me give me a minute but, give me a minute mm. Temp, tempest, tempest. I, I gotta go take a shower i gotta go take a shower maddie rose but she's, she's just, so, just sexy. so sexy she's just so sexy idris i, I can't mm. so stupid it's and it it's not confined to one segment it's not like one character no. And the best explanation that I've seen for this is that they're trying to be relatable to their audience, which is very nice <laughs> to say about an audience. You know? It's really quite funny. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll, t- I'll talk about it now, which was going to be the opening talking point, but then the whole Shane McMahon thing happened. It's talking about NXT is so divisive, right? Because mm-hmm. I've seen some people not like this segment this guy. I've seen some people like it, and I've seen some people like a lot of the other stuff on the show that me and you weren't 
huge fans of, right? I like to go on, on Squared Circle Reddit and just have a look and see what people's general opinions are of the show and stuff like that. And there's a lot of people being like, I really enjoy NXT, really like the characters, I'm enjoying all the, the content that they're putting out, and that's great. I'm really glad that people are enjoying it. Why I think it's so divisive, there are a lot of people that quite passionately will say that it's a bad show. Me and you included, probably. Um, there's a lot of people that will quite passionately defend the show and say, no, this is a very good piece of content. I think scrolling through the, the Squared Circle Reddit this morning, I was looking at, uh, looking at it, and I came to the, the realization as to why I think it's so divisive. And it comes down to, essentially, a fundamental difference of what people enjoy in wrestling. Because mm. if people enjoy gimmicks and characters, then they like this show. You know, I've, I saw loads of comments on the NXT thread of people being like, oh, I really like this person's gimmick. I'm curious to see where this gimmick's going. I'm really into this person's character. I like this, I like this. And I even saw one person being like, I literally don't care about someone's wrestling if I don't care about their gimmick. Whereas for me, I just love good wrestling, right? That's <laughs> that's me and you are kind of on the same page of that. Is It doesn't really matter about your character. Can you wrestle? is really what it comes down to, which is why we're not huge fans of NXT because it's a developmental show. These are inexperienced talents that some of them are great, some of them are fantastic in the ring, and some of them aren't. But they're also in WWE, where you don't have the best style of match anyway. So for us, it's a less good show, because we like watching good in-ring wrestling. Whereas a lot of other people just like thinking about the stories and the characters and stuff. And while they are great, that's not the be-all and end-all for me. I'd much rather someone just has some good wrestling on a show. And I feel like that just come, that is like the fundamental difference as to why people will defend the show or why people will oppose this show. And I'm not saying anyone's right or wrong. I'm just saying that I thought it was interesting. That I, that's something that I came across this morning while I was pondering how people could possibly enjoy the show. <laughs> Looked on the Square Circle Reddit and I was like, that's probably why. Yeah, <clears throat> I think you're. I think you're right. You know, I don't... Like, I can't comprehend that style mm -hmm. of thinking. Yes. You know? But I understand that, like, bell to bell, the technical wizardry of, of Roderick Strong and, and whoever, like, is not the reason that everyone watches wrestling. And I understand yeah. that. I, I totally understand that. Yeah. But I would think that, like, some basic storytelling elements would help. You know? Yeah. Like, I... I'm sure that there were people in 1994 that loved WWE, that yeah. watched Adam Bomb and Duke the Dumpster Drossy and the Goon and Abe Knuckleball Schwartz and like the Repo Man, every worst possible gimmick character of all time and went, that's what I want in my wrestling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we just didn't have Twitter at the time, you know? Yeah. 100%. Just, I mean, they exist, they're out there. And I, I don't it's very difficult because I don't want to like degrade people for liking what they like but at the no. same time like I don't understand people that unironically love the Transformers movies either or the Twilight sure. movies like yeah you know it's just different styles of it and I think it's all kind of along the same lines where it's just like your brain sees something colorful or or something like that and you go just watching it mm -hmm. you know and you turn your brain off I just I prefer to i don't know think a little bit harder Have my brain on I'm watching yeah yeah which yeah. again sounds degrading that i would rather think about what i'm watching but that's really the only way that i can kind of make sense of people mm -hmm. enjoying stuff like that as opposed to not i don't know yeah it is what it is i think yeah. wwe is like an action movie mm -hmm. you know where it's like 
you can get something like WWE and enjoy it. But if you have two hours of action movie or like action scene, I should say, WWE is an action scene. You need the things around the action scene to make the action scene important. Yeah. And that's the storytelling, the character development, this, that, the other thing, rising action, falling action, properly told narratives, all that sort of thing. You can still watch an action scene out of context and enjoy it. Mm. But if you watch two hours of just action scenes, you are going to completely lose me because there's no point to anything happening. And that to me is what WWE has kind of turned into. And I don't like it. Yeah. And there was, there was uh, one comment on the, on the square circle that had quite a lot of, uh, uh, you know, up, up votes. Thumbs up. What do you do on Reddit? Sure. I don't read it. I don't, too I don't, I don't read it. Arrows. Those things. Sure. Uh, someone saying like i really like nxt 2.0 because it's the perfect blend of the uh humor and aggression of the ruthless aggression era and the characters of the new generation era and i was like oh okay like God. if that's what you want this is a pretty good accurate representation of that i mean he's not wrong yeah he's not wrong that's just oh. not what I'd want in my wrestling. You Jesus know? Christ. I yeah. Feel, like, I feel like I need to take a shower after just hearing <laughs> that. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's go get the Vince Russo writing of the TNA era and mix that into mm-hmm. the plot, too. Right. Yeah. Let's but, get the, know, the treatment of the women from the Attitude Era and mix that into the plot, too. Look, if that if that's what you want in your oh. wrestling, then this show is perfect for you. But this is why I think it's so divisive, because people want different things out of their wrestling. And this is something, this is one extreme end of it that people enjoy. And I think it's just a lot of other people yeah. are, don't like this side of it. You know? It's so it's the it's so far at the opposite end of the spectrum mm. to what I think most people like. Yeah. I think the general consensus is that this show is not favorable. I mean, they're I losing so, yeah. they're losing ratings. It's not as popular as it was. No one's really going off for NXT 2.0 like NXT was in like 2015 or 2018 or anything like that, but wow. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. You've really thrown me off with that one. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just that's a hell of a comment. I can't, I can't believe that that would be an unironic thought, but it's Dude, wrestling. Had like 30 30 like thumbs up or whatever up arrow yes thumbs up likes arrows yeah anyway yeah. we then got um uh la knight versus joe gacy nope sorry diamond mine promo which then grizzly young veterans interrupt they say some things all of the backstage promos on this segment were nothing they mm. were just like i'm gonna win and the other people were like you're not gonna win or there was someone being like hey i'm great and then another person was like, you're not great. They're <laughs> completely superficial. Sounds like a children's song. <laughs> God, yeah. Anyway, LA Knight versus Joe Gacy happened. Uh, and I wrote my first note was, chances of Grayson Waller and or Sanger getting involved. Of course they did. Sanger of the Thunder. <laughs> Sanger of the Thunder. You're not taking it away from me, Pete. Where is it? Where's my board thingy? It's Sega of the Thunder. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. It's been a while. I don't have that Yu-Gi-Oh card. Otherwise, I would have absolutely been like, yeah, get Guardian. 
Anyway, Grace <laughs> Smaller came it's a in. Yu-Gi-Oh and... card. Yes, I know. I, 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 I would care about this man so much more if they called him Sangha of the Thunder. <laughs> it would be that's so that's a better name than just Sangha. What if Maybe they, they, they compromised and just called him Sangha Thunder? Just his surname was just Thunder. Sure, why not? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> anyway, what's his what's his face? Uh, Grayson Waller hit a really nice little rolling uh, stunner dealy over the over the you know the thing barricade. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. Uh, yeah, this was while Harlan was distracting the referee. Grayson Waller came out, and hit the rolling stunner onto LA Knight. LA Knight just managed to get back in the ring at the count of nine, but then Joe Gacy immediately hit his finish and got the win. Um, this was solid. Uh, though I'm not sure that's how restraining orders work. Can confirm it is not. Mm. Yeah. It's, uh... Yeah. I don't want to just bitch about this show for an hour. You know, no. there were some stuff, and most of this show was unoff- inoffensive. But, like, mm. it's, a, it's a baby show. I'm gonna tear out my restraining order if you can beat my bodyguard as I'm, like, kicking you in the head. Oh, my restraining yeah. order! It's not how yeah. this works. That's not how restraining orders work at all. But yeah, sure. Um, it, it's a decent match, though. It yeah, wasn't it was anything fine. too special, but it was fine. It was also like kind of short. Nothing that. Yeah. Not a lot before Grayson Waller coming out actually like mattered that much. Just like fine, yeah. but yeah, yeah. It is. It is what it is. Uh, Wendy Chu is walking backstage and then Tiffany Stratton is watching her and then also we get a promo from Robert Stone and Von Wagner. This was another one of those promos where they're like, Von Wagner, he's great. He'll get you. (laughs) This is Von Wagner's world and I think his one line was, and you're living in it. Got him. Sure. Uh, Then we got Wendy Chu versus Amari Miller and... Uh, Tiffany Stratton apparently gave Amari Miller a credit card, or she said that she would, if she beat Wendy Chu, that she would buy her some stuff for some reason. And then I wrote in my notes that Wendy Chu's finisher has surely got to be the GTS. Come on. You you would think it's right there. Come on, guys. Her gimmick is that she's sleepy. She's got to make people go to sleep. Come on. It's right there. Anyway, um, they had a match, and then Tiffany Stratton came out, and she, for some reason, gave Amari Miller the credit card? I don't know why she'd do that, but she did it, and then Wendy Chu won, and then Tiffany Stratton came in and was like, where's my credit card? And then Wendy Chu revealed that she has it on the outside, and then they were like... My card! Why can't you give it back? And then Wendy Chu's like, I have your card. And then they're in the ring like, no, my card! I need my card back! And then Wendy Chu's like, hey, I still have your card, by the way. And then they cut back to, to the, her again. She's like, oh, I can't believe you have my card! And Wendy Chu's like, I'm still here with your card. Like, yeah, no, we get it. Are you gonna, like, chase her? You gonna try and get it back? No? Yeah, you ever, you ever hear of, like, the... It's like a screenwriting philosophy and everything, where you think about mm-hmm. what happens after a scene is done, like, 15 seconds. What happens in the 15 seconds after a scene ends? Yeah. What happens after this scene ends? <laughs> when did she D- walk up D- and they go, well, <laughs> I, I guess I'm canceling my credit card now. <laughs> Damn it. I really didn't. I was really hoping to go and have a real nice steak dinner after this show on, mm-hmm. on, on this here Tuesday. But I guess I can't now because the sleepy woman stole my credit card yeah. right in front of me. I didn't make chase or anything like that. 
Yeah. Oh, it could be the sleeper hold too. You're right, John Wickham. Yeah, that's fine. It was something. Well, that's she fine. just rolled her up, right? Didn't even have a finisher. No, you know what she used? Basically, a double axe handle. She just ran at her and just went. Ah. And Why is this it. so hard? Like, I get not wanting to use the go to sleep. I get it. Yeah, I understand. I get but it. Go with the go to but sleep. Come do on. You got a sleeping yeah. person gimmick. Go all the way with it. She did the little, yeah. like, you know, yeah. did sort of an elbow drop I... doing this, which they're working with it. But I don't know I don't how know. I feel about this gimmick. I'll be honest. It's, I don't think I hate it. I don't know if I like it either. I'm very it's... much the same way. You know, because yeah. it's stimulating the same part of my brain that Orange Cassidy stimulates. Yes. You know, that same kind of just like, I'm watching a wrestler do a dumb thing. You yeah. know, sometimes that's fine. But this isn't AEW and I'm not yeah, anticipating I, I don't this know. is going to lead to like anything good ever. No, I, something about it just isn't clicking. And I don't know what it is because I feel like it has the components to be something good. And it's just not, it's just not there. And I don't know mm-hmm. what the bit that isn't there is you know yeah i don't know it's it's weird it's weird it's weird i don't know yeah. i don't know what you'd change about it maybe just the whole show Not or really. something but like i don't know i just don't see this i don't see this character having good matches and therefore i don't care orange yeah. cassidy has good matches mm. and therefore i if orange cassidy only wrestled his sloth style and didn't turn it on for like the pack match or the Adam Cole match. I would not care one bit about Orange Cassidy, and that mm-hmm. to me is the difference. And I think I wouldn't mind him as if he just did the the not trying stuff. I think I would appreciate him in a comedy spot in like you know a battle royal or sure. you know if he was some sort of comedic relief for a segment. You know if he was like managing someone on the outside into like a comedy spot on the outside of a match or something fine every once in a while i wouldn't care about him as an actual wrestler taking him right. seriously it's the fact that he can turn it on and become awesome and the thing is karen q can yeah. she's a great I was wrestler just about to say that yeah like karen yeah. Q's... so she can turn it on we, the little bits we see of wendy Chu actually wrestling in matches is very good i really like the stuff she's doing i just don't know what's not working about it but something isn't yeah i don't know yeah. she be sleepy though uh relatable content we then had indy hartwell and dexter loomis are on screen together <laughs> crazy you know they're married <laughs> wild um but then <sighs> brooks jensen oh the in. other virgin <laughs> yep yeah, yeah, yeah that's the one oh, brooks jensen man. came in and was saying that he wanted to go out with persia but he liked someone else this or something really odd and then she was like, I'm interested in someone else. And he was like, oh, no, I didn't mean it like that. Maybe you could go out and then we could do it. And then the segment ends, like, while he's talking. It's real bad. Uh, yeah, it really was, wasn't it? Yeah. Were any of these people on the show again? Did Persia and no. Indy fight Toxic? No. no, they were murdered no, 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 somewhere. No. They're in no. Kaylee Ray's basement. Yeah, this sure. is a mess. <laughs> Show's a mess. Show the mess. Whatever. Then had uh, <laughs> then had a video package of Draco Anthony. I'm sure his debut will go well. Then we got then it, Nikita Lyons, Leon Lyons, 
Lions. Sure. She had a very first intro video package as well. It's sure yeah. a gimmick, isn't it? Oh, another hip hop star. I can't wait to get invested in this one. Mm-hmm. Nikita Lyons is good. Good wrestler. Good. What is this character? <laughs> There's a lot going on in this character. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't have the energy to to recite nah. Kevin Nash's rant about like everybody has to have like an occupation now. Mm-hmm. It's exactly yeah. the same as it was in 93, 94. Yep. Everyone's a dumb character gimmick, and the best characters, the best wrestlers on the show are the ones that are just people. Mm-hmm. Saray was doing a promo. Dakota Kai came in and said something. I don't care what it was, because it doesn't matter. She yep. just said a thing, and they'll be fighting next week. Andre Chase then faced Draco Anthony after we just got the hype package for Draco Anthony. So naturally, Andre Chase won. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, I don't know if, if Andre Chase has won like a match since he started this, this character. Yeah. That's the one he's and won. Also, I did not realize until like last night, his his whole thing is chase you. Yeah. That's odd. Yeah. Chase you. Uh, yeah, he's going to chase you. How's that yeah. not been brought up? Yeah. But. Man, I really, really love when they dedicate time for video packages and they just have the guy lose. Yeah. It, it's that... Weird. Blah, what, yeah. what is happening? That's, that's, my, that's the basic. That's the basics of, of storytelling. <laughs> What's happening? What's happening with this show? Poor Draco, Anthony. He's yeah. got a good look, you know? Yeah. Looks cool. Looks like a wrestler. Uh... Mandy Rose then continued to be chased by Kaylee Ray. She got spaghetti put on her and a cake thrown in her face. It's like the worst cake spot ever. That's she like real bad. deflected the cake. Yeah. Got a little bit on her hands. There was no Mo- there was no payoff to this cake. Most of the spaghetti missed as well. So then Mandy had to yeah. kind of like dive under it and catch some to put on herself, which was was bad. Uh, sure, they played the 2K22 trader again. It's still a video game. And then we got the main event, sort of, which was Bron Breaker and Master Champa versus the Gadot del Fantasma. And hey, this match was good. Great. This match was really good. Match was real good. Like, it was just really fun. Breaker crazy, and Champa were just it? like fully in control and yeah. for ages in this match until Santos interfered uh, behind the referee's back. Uh, Legado de Fantasma came back in control. Uh, and then we had a cool ending spot in the match as well. We had kind of Champa ran wild off the hot tag. Uh, we had uh, Breaker coming back in. You had Champa doing his big knee to one of them on the outside. And then there's a huge spear from Breaker as well. Hot damn, that looked good. And then Wacking Wild got up to the top rope, I guess looking the wrong direction. And then Champa pushed him off through through the commentary table. Um which was a good spot. And then meanwhile, Bron Breaker was in the ring doing his big press power slam for the win. It's good. Good match. Massive thumbs up for this. Mm. Like massive. It, I It's slightly mind boggling to me because WWE is capable of booking a babyface champion. Yeah. They're doing it. They just refuse to do it any other time. Braun Breaker has been, like, booked really solidly since winning the title. 
Yeah. And with the exception of his la- lack of follow-up to his Halloween Havoc loss, he's been pretty much booked well most of the time since his debut. You mm-hmm. know, this match to me did a lot for this current direction of everything that that everything that they're doing. Cause I, I would imagine that Braun Breaker and Santos Escobar will be the main event of Vengeance Day. Yes. I would imagine that that will be the case. I would imagine that match is going to be really good. I'm really looking forward to that match. I want to see it. I'm on board. On I'm 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 enjoying the the promos that they're doing, the matches mm-hmm. that they're doing. They haven't lost me one step of the way here. Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa coming out together as the, like the two top baby faces of this show felt like the biggest stars on the show, and they basically are. Yeah, they basically are the two top stars on this show. And they were just dominant. They were cool. They did cool moves. There was a cool finish. It was a good match. This was everything I want in a main event of like a of a, a weekly show. Obviously, the big specials and everything need to have a little bit more bells and whistles to them. Mm. But in terms of progression of a storyline with good matches and good characters and good development, this is what I want. More of this, less of the middle of this show. I like yep. the pairing of Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa, like a lot. Like I like yep. what they've got going on here. And I could see them doing their third match at like whatever, I keep wanting to call them takeovers, but like the NXT show that it's WrestleMania weekend. Stand and deliver? Yeah. Do that again? Yeah, but it's like NXT stand and deliver. Yeah. Like premium you know, that, NXT that, events. That would be like the one year anniversary Tempest. That was the first NXT stuff we started doing together. Oh. Stand and deliver last year. That was where we saw the intangibles. That's where they it came is, out. It was is off when that we saw the intangibles. Oh, good times. Good times. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a really good main event, though. Really good main good event. I like Braun Breaker. like Tommaso Ciampa. like Legato. like Santos Escobar. So a lot to like about this sort of stuff. Wish the mm-hmm. rest of the show was this good. Yeah, same. Uh, but that wasn't the end of the show, though, because as they were celebrating, out comes Katie Ray and Mandy Rose. Katie Ray still chasing her up into the ring she keeps tormenting her saying i want a title match i want a title match man he was like okay 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 and then she got a title match for next week not vengeance day she said i don't want to wait till vengeance day i want it next week title match next week which i'm going to assume it's not going to happen and i'll have the title match at vengeance day yeah i would imagine so i would imagine so i also love that mandy rose slipped and fell probably about 12 times on the way to the ring from the spaghetti throw it was (laughs) it was like a cartoon i need the like sound like over and over again just dub it over this stupid show and this this is how you get a title shot on a baby show for babies you throw spaghetti at someone throw a cake at someone and then just kind of slowly stalk them for an hour and a half yep that's all it takes to get a title shot it turns out yeah and that checks out that would work Uh, on me anyway (laughs) i thought this show was it was all right the main event was good the opening was good the initial Katie Ray Mandy Rose Mandy Rose Mandy Rose promo Mandy Rose <laughs> Mandy Rose William Weagle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought that was good. Um, the rest of it not great. No. Um, so maybe a three, low three. I'm gonna go low uh, three. Three. Again, yeah. you got you got the high highs and the low lows, and it balances out to a three. Yeah. As opposed to just like the steady you average know, shows. Hey man, it's the start and the end which are the best bits and to be honest those are the bits that do need to be the best 
how you start and how you end are the two most important parts of the show. So I certainly agree. I think that works a lot better for a one hour show like Rampage, where you get a really good opening and a really good main event, and they're just like, oh, sure. I'll watch like a squash match in the middle. When the middle that's that's kind of boring is like an hour and a half. Yeah. I'm a, I get I get lost a little bit. Yeah, it's it, it's it's less good. Um, yeah. but still, it's still the opening and end is still very very important, and they are getting that right, so that's good. Last chance to get in your ultra chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Send those in. Uh, we'll read all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. Riot DR says, one more chat just to say thank you. You make my work days a lot smoother. I'm on lunch, don't worry. But seriously, we lose Hit Row and get Nikita Lions. Anyway, love you 3005 LIW for life. Thank you. Um, Eternal Blue said, no, I didn't watch NXT as I don't have cable and self-respect. But I, I did... Uh, I did the one WWE thing I do anymore and watch live the entrances at the Rumble. What have they done to the theme songs? Drew has a sword slash zero memorable music anymore. Hashtag free agent day. I had this exact conversation with my dad yesterday. Mm -hmm. I was like, you would not believe how many generic theme songs there are right now. Yeah. It's insane because I I was thinking about this the other day in the when AEW first debuted. Mm-hmm. and their music is not very good right like the, yeah. the audio production wasn't great a lot of the theme songs were pretty bland i was like yeah. mm, you know they really need to work on that meanwhile nxt was killing it with the theme songs because they had cfo money they had like undisputed era and they had champa and gargano and all these like amazing theme songs right and now it's just been completely flipped nxt and wwe has just become the dirt worst in terms of theme songs so generic and aew has just been putting out banger after banger after banger for their theme songs and like purchasing you know some of some like licensed songs and stuff like that as well you know tarzan men for for jungle boy and where's my wine for orange cassidy and you know you know it's all about the boom you know they're mm-hmm. putting out absolute bangers for their theme songs and now i think aew has the best theme music it's crazy i do too it, it's wild because me going to like all out and everything really did just kind of change my mind completely about wrestling and everything. It's like, no wrestler wrestling events are just concerts with fake fighting in the middle of them. Yeah. People just want to go to sing, you know, yeah. they want to sing Judas. They want to sing Tarzan boy. They want to sing whatever, whatever, whatever. It's so much more fun to go to a wrestling show and want to do want to like vibe to the entrance themes. Mm-hmm. I don't think they understand how big of a detraction this is from their show 100 percent. get better music please yeah absolutely uh some stupid punk said it's the lords of wrestle talk all hail what's up you lords hate to point it out but you guys feel so dejected reviewing nxt don't worry it's wednesday night you know what that means brian freaking kendrick belt's almost home on pete's shoulder brian kendrick (laughs) such a good move Instead of getting Brian Kendrick versus Harlan, we're getting Brian Kendrick versus John Moxley. He's winning. He's winning big time. Man. And the thing is, I'm so curious as to how that's going to play into the Danielson feud. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious. Yeah. I think it could be something real special. That's going to be good. I think so too. I think there's a lot of things you could do. I think this mm-hmm. could lead to a Brian Kendrick, Brian Danielson match, at which oh. point I will just like melt. Yeah. Oh, I, I, there's. 
again, I don't want to like lose my mind and fantasy book a million things, but like depending on what they want to do, just bringing in someone like a Brian Kendrick just opens so many more doors where it's like, mm-hmm. hey, if you wanted to give Paul London a call and see if he's like still around, do Brian Kendrick and Paul London against the Young Bucks. <laughs> just oh my God. As, as a main event of Rampage. Like sure. doesn't need to be a huge storyline or anything, but you can just do that now. Mm-hmm. You can book fun matches that people will see. Oh, I want I want to watch that. Yeah. I want to watch Paul London and Brian Kendrick against the Young Bucks. Oh, that just yeah, man. that tickles my fancy. Again, Absolutely. if you get someone from like the 2008 era of WWE and put them on on any show, I'll be like, well, I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Legit Underboss said, greetings, my lords. Happy free agent day. Other than Keith Lee, who do you want to debut today? Honestly, I don't think I do. I think if if you're going to have Brian Kendrick and you're going to have if Keith Lee is going, I kind of don't want any more than that because I want it to be the big deal that Keith Lee is there. I don't think you want to oversaturate it with too many more, honestly. And maybe maybe Mia Yim. Mia Yim would be very cool if she goes there Sure, yeah. I... So I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I don't think Keith Lee or and or Mia Yim are going to be in Chicago. I think their their wedding is soon. So I, I think don't that I think they might not be on this show. That mm-hmm. being said, if we don't get a big Keith Lee debut, I would really like to see Ember Moon on this show. I would really like to see that. Just yeah. I don't know who you line her up against right off the bat. Ruby Soho and and Nyla Rose are having a match on this on this dynamite. Mm-hmm. Have Ruby Soho win, and then boom, there's Ember Moon. You do Ember Ember Moon and Ruby Soho. That sounds like cool. a whole lot Athena. of fun. To me. That should probably Athena. be called. Hell yeah. yeah, into it. Love it. I, I'm, yeah, I'm into it there's there's, there's a few different people there. If they show up and be like, good good purchase that one. Yeah. Good get. Uh, oh, we've got one more from Riot DR that I might have missed earlier. Uh, 2.0 backstage is probably some of the worst comedy I've seen in all my years of watching anything. BBC jokes, Malik Blade acting like a horny 15-year-old, Jensen acting as if he's never spoken to a human female, and wasting spaghetti. Sigh. I, I mean, wasting spaghetti really does just cross the line, doesn't it? I know, right? That's the, uh, that's the icing on the cake. Don't actually ice your cakes with spaghetti, though. That's weird. So Tempest, on last uh, weekend's episode on the SmackDown and Rampage podcast last weekend, something that I did in the intro and outro last week was I purchased Pokemon Legends Arceus uh, Mm -hmm. while we were there. And since then, I have played so much of that game. Yeah, I've heard you kind of just fall into it. I ordered it yesterday. It's being delivered today. So as long as I can get through a a decent enough portion of the script that I'm currently w- working on by mm-hmm. whatever whatever time. Yeah. It will probably be a bit of a struggle to put down Legends Arceus and not just watch Dynamite and everything. Dude, it's so difficult. Like like I'm I'm currently at my my lady partner's abode uh and came here for like the week because I had the Tuesday off. I didn't need the green screen because I normally present the Tuesday news. So I have to be at home for that. But I was like, I've got Tuesday off. I can come over here. 
and I was like, I mean, I have, I have to bring my Switch because I I have to play Pokemon. And I came in, and she was doing housework or whatever, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit down and play some Pokemon while you do that. <laughs> like as soon as I got there. <laughs> I've been playing so much of this game, Tempest. It's so good. It is everything I want out of a Pokemon game. It is proper, like, open world. You just go around catching Pokemon. And that's it. That's the whole Mm. game. And I love it. It's so much fun. And it is so addictive. You get so many of these little, like, pointless things to fill out. And it's like, oh, you need to do 10 of this. It's like, okay, I'll do that. And then you get the little little serotonin boost. And it goes, complete. You go, I did it. You know? It's yeah. just, it's great. I love it it's, so much. I'm really looking forward to playing it because, like, oh, oh, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you, but I don't want to break people's hearts here if they're big Nintendo fans and everything. I was, like, the one person on Earth who wasn't the biggest fan of Breath of the Wild, you know? Uh, no, actually, there's two people. It's me and you. Oh, how about yeah. that? We are a yeah. team, aren't we? Yeah, you know. I just, I didn't like walking around in the game for two hours because, like, at that point in my life, I kind of have to set aside time to play video games. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't yep. just spend an entire day, nine hours of playing Zelda and everything. If if, yep. I, if this game came out when I was 14, I probably would have loved it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like just like, okay, I walked around for two hours. I accomplished absolutely nothing. Yep. And now I, I that's my video game time for the week, you know? Mm-hmm. So for this game to come out and have like some of those same sort of goals where you're walking around, it's like side quest, you catch 10 of these things or do this. It's like, I'm a lot more acclimated to Pokemoning it Mm -hmm. and going around and catching this many Pokemon of this, doing this or trying to breed this or whatever. Like those type of goals just click a lot more in my mind, you know, compared to, Get 900 Koroxy. It's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do <laughs> That's that. That's just ludicrous. We're not, yeah. we're not, we're not doing that. So I'm yeah. really looking forward to playing this game. I have yeah, no man. doubt that I'm just going to so fall good. into it. I think it is the perfect bet for me anyway. I know some people love complete like freedom and open world to just do whatever the hell you want. For me, that's too much. I'm like, I don't know if what I'm doing is right. You know, I yeah. need to get to the end, and I don't know if what I'm doing will accomplish that at all, right? Mm-hmm. This, I think, has a perfect blend. You know, hmm? that's why I never got into Skyrim. It was just, yeah. I don't need my hand to be held, but yes. I would like being. I like being able to be like, hey, there's a lot of this, but go over there. Like, yeah, point totally. me in the right and direction. That's it's exactly what it is in this game. It's the perfect blend of being like, you need to go over here. You can go anywhere you want. In the meantime, when you're happy to continue the story, you should go over here. Just so you mm-hmm. know. Um, and it will give you like a little marker so you can find it and all that stuff. But like, it just lets you at any point, you can just diverge away from the story and be like, okay, I'm a bit bored of the story now. I'm going to go just chill and just go catch some Pokemon and run around the world for a bit. And then you can go do that and then just rejoin the story whenever you want to. And it is like the perfect blend of open world and linear for me. It's exactly the kind of game that I like. It's perfect. And there's so many little changes that they made that just work so well. Changes of how like the the battling system works changes of how you learn moves and like evolving and stuff like that. Like so many tiny little changes that just make the whole experience so much smoother and better. Uh Oh, it's just, Oh, it's like, it's the now it is now the quintessential Pokemon game for me. Like I, I, the mainstream Pokemon games are like, sure. They're one interpretation, but this, this is what I imagine Pokemon to be run around a big open world and catch Pokemon. Perfect. Love it. Can't ask for more. 
until this is the closest thing that I think we can get to my like dream Pokemon game mm-hmm. until they actually like the next Steve Jobs comes along and figures out how to do like actual virtual reality, like plug your brain into a Ready Player yeah. One type Entirely. headset and you just go and catch Pokemon. Mm-hmm. That at some point in the next like sixty years, they're gonna get to that point with technology. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I cannot wait for that Pokemon game. But until then, this is as close as we're getting to that. So I'm looking forward to playing it. I hope that it's here sooner than not today. It's supposed to be mm-hmm. delivered, you know, but... Yeah. Who oh, knows? Well, yeah. Who knows? We're supp- it's supposed to snow today. Oh, <laughs> no. We're getting more snow. We're getting, like <laughs> 10, we're getting like 10 centimeters of snow from today to tomorrow. So there's that. So hopefully it gets delivered before that. Otherwise, it won't be so. Yeah, that's just Canada for you. That's rough. Um, but when you do get the game, Tempest, the Pokemon they like they, they attack you and stuff. If you if you go to them, and some of them like run away if they're more like skittish or whatever, they just like yeah. run away. And some of them just come up to you and like, hey, what's up? And they're the cool ones because then you can just catch them and it's super easy. But then most of them are like pretty aggressive and then they'll like attack you. And if you're not paying attention, you just get hit. You're like, oh god, and you just have to like <laughs> run away. It, it, it's really good like, i love this game so much and mm. it's it's you know what it is it's fun to explore in this game it's really fun to just explore and go around because you see a new pokemon go over there and go oh, i haven't seen them one yet i'm gonna go over there mm. and let me just see if i can catch it or i'll get into a battle with it or whatever it's, it's fun and you get rewarded for like being sneaky and you can like throw berries and stuff so then they like get distracted and they can catch them easier it's like oh it's you know how in pokemon snap you go around and you just try and find all the new Pokemon and take pretty pictures of them. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's the game is you're yeah. trying to discover, you're like, oh, look, it's that Pokemon. That's the part of this game. You get that appeal and also you have a whole Pokemon game on top of it as well. It's, ooh, I can't stop talking about this game, Tempest. It's so good. And after this, I will go and play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a million Elimination Chamber things to write. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I gotta get I gotta get through that first, but it's definitely on my agenda today to at least I I couldn't find my Switch dock for like Oof. two weeks, and Rough. I I wanted to play this game on the TV. I didn't mm-hmm. want to just have it like at least for the first time. I want to just be like, oh, Pokemon, you know, big, big, yeah. big TV. And I couldn't find this dock. I was just like, it doesn't exist. I thought it, there was a possibility I'd like left it in the hotel room when I had COVID. Sure. You know, thankfully that was not the case. I found the dock like two days ago and I was like, well, now I can play Pokemon. <laughs> so now uh, hopefully that'll be on my agenda for the day. Mm-hmm. That'd be perfect. I will say, because I've been playing it on the TV as well. Um, the graphics, when they're on the small screen, a handheld, they look great. They're fine. They look awesome. When they're on the TV, exposes a couple of cracks. And you're like, ah, oh, it's not quite polished, but you know, yeah. it's still nice. It's still good. I definitely saw one uh, one streamer. Um, one streamer is like, this looks like a GameCube game, <laughs> which is not great. I but don't also think it's accurate to say that. I, uh, I've seen some like not screenshots, but just like you hold the game here and just like look mm-hmm. at the water effects and everything where it's sure. like the light is hitting things and different textures and everything. It just, yeah. I'm just like, damn bro. Like 
Yeah. I've been waiting for like the follow up to Pokemon Coliseum or XD or anything like that for like 15 years. Yeah. Because they have the, all the Pokemon had like really unique animations and everything, mm-hmm. and they all had different animations for entering a battle, leaving a battle, and that's what I was hoping Sword and Shield would be like. And it mm-hmm. wasn't, but you know, you know, yeah. at some point they'll make like a hyper HD Pokemon game in it with like an Unreal Maybe. Engine, and it's gonna blow my mind. I mean, there's a lot of really good animations in this game as well. I will say, there's a lot yeah. of unique ones. There's a lot of Pokemon running around. There's a lot of them interacting and doing things. It's it's good. It's real good. And I'll say that the minor graphical things just really do not take away from it at all. Yeah. It's, it's a so Pokemon good. game. I don't care that much about graphics and everything. You know, if you exactly. show me the Pokemon, if I can go and how many Pokemon are we talking about are in this game? Uh, I mean, I catch... can I catch a fan pee is the question. Uh, I haven't seen one yet, but I'm only I've only done three out of five areas and the areas are massive. So I, d- I don't know, but there's a lot. I've probably seen, like, at least 200 so far, maybe 250, and I'm, like, maybe halfway through. <sighs> I want a fan pee. I want to walk around <laughs> in a little open-world Pokemon game and just be like, <gasps> yep. there it is! Yep. Come here, elephant yep. boy! Uh, I will say, for anyone that doesn't want to hear... Very, 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 very minor spoiler. It's not really a spoiler, because if you're thinking about the Pokemon you could possibly find in this game, you'll assume you could probably find this one anyway. I was so mad the other day, because I was running around a certain area, I say which one, and I leapt across this little like bit of water, landed on the other side, and realized there was a tiny little Pokemon on the other side. And it was a bloody Turtwig. And, <gasps> and then it, it ran away. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> like I, oh! and it was clearly like the only one in this area yeah of, uh, purposefully very rare and i yeah. was like damn it i should have paid attention yeah. before i just leapt yeah. across into where this this bit of land was god freaking damn it um but i went back and i caught it later i love it <laughs> anyway that is going to do it for this episode of the rest talk podcast thank you so much for listening everyone we'll be back on saturday for smackdown and rampage obviously the rest of talk podcast we'll be back tomorrow for aw dynamite the friday show hopefully with eddie kingston this time fingers crossed uh and loads more content coming soon thank you so much for listening everyone we love you very much stay safe goodbye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.